Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Michael Tucker on the Real Estate Success Strategies Podcast. Today, I have Joshua Chan with us, and we're going to be talking about real estate data. We're going to be talking about real estate wholesaling and much more. I've known this guy for several several years now, I think two or three years, and this dude has always been crushing it. He's done well over six figures in his business, and now he's teaching other people how they can too. So Joshua, welcome to the show, man. How's it going? Thanks for having me, bro. I'm doing great. And I love it because Josh, you know, he's not He's not in a conventional location. He's not somewhere you would imagine. He's not in the U.S. Tell, tell our listeners where you're from, man, or where you're, not where you're from, but where you're listening or tuning in. So into. I'm in Slovenia, Europe right now, bro. Like, um, I know Corona's going on right now. Like, I think in, um, I think January, we were in like Slovenia and Italy. Then in February, we were in France. And then like March, we were in Boston. Then we went to like five different cities in North Carolina. Then we went down to live in Florida for a little bit. Now we're all, then we flew back to Paris and then, you know, down to Germany. And then like now we're here in Slovenia right now. That's awesome. So he's been able to um, travel the world. And that's a cool thing about real estate. A lot of people don't know it, but you can do it virtually. And, you know, if you have the right systems in place and you have the right knowledge, you can do this from almost anywhere. And so um, I love it, man. It's awesome to hear that you're traveling around so much. And, you know, it's crazy because never in the world would I imagine you, bro, whenever I met you in Europe. No offense. So that's. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude, me neither, man. That's awesome, though. Uh, and it, your wife's originally from there, correct? Yeah, my wife is from Slovenia. So we're, gotcha. we're here with her family right now. Awesome. Well, let's jump right in, man. Let's hear a little bit about your story, how you got into real estate uh, at the first beginning part of um, your journey, because not everybody knows uh, that part about you. So let's jump right in. How'd you hear about real estate? How'd you get into it? Was it something that just fell into your lap? Was it intentional? Tell us a little bit about it. Low key, bro. Ty Lopez, man. Ty Lopez. <laughs> so, right. so, so that's where I first heard about it, right? So then I saw on Ty Lopez's Snapchat that he uh, was like, oh, this 18-year-old kid, Jalen White, you know him, Michael. Yeah, I know Jalen. Um, he was like, oh, this kid is making like 20 grand, 30 grand, 40 grand a month in real estate. And I was like, oh, he's the same age as me. I'm in college. I don't know what I want to do in college. I got a 1.9 GPA. There's no hope for me anymore. I'm on academic probation. I got to do something, right? And so basically, man, um, at the time, I this was four years ago. So I joined Jalen's course and like he doesn't sell it anymore. So like don't have to worry about that. So um, I, I joined his course and I was like asking him, I was like, hey, bro, can you mentor me? And he needs like, no, bro, I don't do mentoring. <laughs> and, then I, I, and then like I... And then I, I had a goal, right? My goal was like, if I can make 30 grand um, wholesaling houses, I'm going to drop out of college. I'm just going to do it. And so what I did, bro, was like, I had 300 bucks to my name. I contacted a lady on Zillow for sale by owner. I made a two grand deal. Um, and the reason why more people didn't get that deal was because the homeowner spoke Vietnamese. It was very hard to understand their English. Oh, okay. And it, because I was able to stick through that, like with the texting and the phone calls that it led me to the deal, right? That ARV was like 110 grand, got it under contract for 50, sold it for 52. Reinvested that two grand all until like, you know, like 700, 800 bandit signs or whatever, made 10 grand and another six grand. I reinvested all of that into bandit signs, made another eight grand, six grand, seven grand, four grand, seven grand. The ball kept grand. rolling. The ball kept rolling. And then like, 
then I was like, okay, by, by the end of like seven months, bro, joining the program, I made 85,000 that year. Like my, pro, I, I spent so much in marketing that I spent, um, that like, I only like walked away with 30, but that was my intro into wholesaling. That's awesome, man. So for everybody that doesn't know, Jalen White was a, uh, he's a good friend of ours. Uh, Josh knows yeah. him really well. And, um, you know, he's, he'd been really successful in the past in real estate. So dude, I, I love how you, you just jumped right in and you started making it work. What, what was the first thing you did? Was Zillow like the first marketing the uh, strategy? Was the first marketing strategy that I did. I only closed one deal from it, man, but you know, it's good for free. Yeah. It's all you needed to do to get kickstarted. Yep, exactly. And I love it. A lot of people, what they do when they get that first deal is they go out and spend it, right? So they'll make five grand and they'll go buy, you know, uh, you know, they'll put it for a down payment for a new car, or maybe they'll go out and buy a, a nice watch or something like that. But you, did you invest all 2000 of that in your first deal? All of it, dude. Like all even now, man, cause did you got that? Um, I think like Tony Robbins says this, but I think that's his name, right? Tony Robbins. Yeah. Like he says that like, if you're like 23 years old, right? Like you had to subtract a hundred minus your age. And then that's how much money of your net worth you should be risking. So like for me, uh, it's 70, uh, 77% of my net worth. Bro, this like, if this audio being like recorded video too, or is it mainly just audio? Just audio, you're good. Just audio, okay. I was gonna show you like my marketing and everything. <laughs> but hey, hey, we, can, we can publish this on YouTube, you're good. We, we'll, we'll publish it on YouTube. But well, I love it because like I said, most people, they have that scarcity mindset. They, they obtain this money and they obtain this, something they haven't had before. And so people do one, they'll either hoard it and they won't do anything with it or they'll just go completely below it. So I love that you yeah. reinvested that in your business. I'm sure you did that wisely. Um, and I'm sure you learned along the way what worked and what didn't work. And, and I feel like that's, that's what you need to do at first is figure out, okay, what works for me in my market? Um, you, could probably, you could probably attest to that. But no, I love how you, you did that. So what were you doing? You, were, you said you were just in college before you got into real estate? Yeah, I was just in college before. I've never had a job. I applied to 14 sales jobs because, you know, they say like 80% of millionaires are made in sales. I didn't get any of the sales job, but I think that was kind of like God's work. You know what I mean? It's kind of like him telling me, no, just stick with what you're doing and then you're going to make it. I'll let you read this off the screen, Michael. This is how much I spent in marketing this year. All right. So Josh spent in marketing $53,913. So $54,000. And that's for your real estate business? That's for the real estate business. And I paid $90,000 in salaries this year. And gotcha. then total revenue is about like 260, but it's all automated. I haven't been, I haven't touched the business in the last eight months. I got a CEO of my own business. They run everything. I got an assistant. I pay 800 a month. She does everything. Okay. And let's, let's, let's dude, you're, you're diving in deep, man. That's awesome. So right now you, you have to bro. <laughs> so this year, this year you've made how much so far? Um, 260 in the wholesale business. And then like, I also own a real estate data company that things up like 140. Okay. So you've made almost $300,000 this year. And so you'll probably close out. What do you think around 400,000, something like that? Maybe a little bit more. Um, I don't know, man. I think for the wholesale business, maybe like 30, 40, 50 more in okay. fees in them. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So let's just say $300,000. You said you've spent 55 roughly plus, in marketing. plus about a hundred for about a hundred for about a hundred for everything else. So 
you know, that's about 50% profit there. So let's say you walk away with $150,000 this year and you, you said you haven't touched a thing other than probably, you probably just check in, probably make sure everything's running good. Right. But you haven't, you have, you made any cold. When's the last time you made a cold call? Uh, dude, well, I mean, at January of this year, man, I had 10 cold callers, but I had to adapt to like RVMs because like with cold calling, like my return was 2x on my dollars. Like for every like 17 grand I was spending, I was probably making like 25 to 30. And then so like, you know, I had to adapt, right? Because Chota once it's not the strongest or the most intelligent that survives, it's the most adaptable. Right. Well, I'm and talking so, about you personally. When's the last time you personally picked up a phone oh, and God, called? Man. I don't know, man. It's freaking been like two years, dude. Yeah, so, so what I'm saying is like you can build these businesses out to where you're as hands-off as you want to be. And Josh is living proof of that. So if you want a model that, you know, is automated, um, dude, I love it. To be honest, I didn't know all this. I knew you had the business going. It was automated, but I didn't know how much you had it automated like that. So that's, that's pretty great, man. So how much would you say, how many hours per week do you spend on your wholesaling business? So on my wholesaling business, man, I probably spend about 30 minutes a week. Cause the thing is I've been in the business for four years, right? So eventually you like, maybe you want to get into wholesaling for the cash. Cause it's like a high paying job. But the thing is like, when you find a new passion, like, you know, like wholesaling bunt that passion. And so uh, my new passion, is like my data company. And so like, you know, this, this is pretty much like my first one year in the data business and like my goal is kind of to scale that in terms of wholesaling bro i i always tell my mastermind like if um like i want people to earn more than me in my wholesale business because like if you look at the best companies in the world apple pays their employees six figures google pays their employees six figures like i only have a team of four people so like if um if my business my wholesale business can do 600 grand a year and all all four of them earn a hundred thousand and i keep the rest I am so happy with that. Right. I love it, man. I love it. And it's, it is so cool because you can automate any, any side of the real estate business. You know, like for us right now, we're, we're flipping, um, flipping houses, right? And so what we're looking to do is eventually, hopefully in 2021, is bring on, you know, like a project manager, right? So somebody that is going to be there to oversee the projects, you know, so I can go spend out, you know, spend time doing what I love, which is finding the deals, right? Underwriting deals. And so uh, I love it, man. And I love your perspective too on taking care of your company and your employees. I love that. Not many people, um, you know, focus on that side of the business. So that's pretty, um, pretty different, right? It's a, a lot of people are saying, what's the least amount I can pay my employees to get by, right? Oh my gosh, bro. That's so awful. <laughs> right? No, and it's, it's so true though. It's so true. Yeah. That's the mindset people have. Like, hey, what, what is the least amount I can get by where they, they're feeling like they, they're happy, they're going to stay with me, but I'm still making a profit, right? And yeah, because so, you got people paying like freaking $3 an hour for like cold callers in the Philippines or India or Mexico, man. But I've always, dude, when I had my first few cold callers, I was paying them six twenty five an hour. Right. You know, because the thing is, man, like you're going to win, you know, those people that are like paying freaking $3 an hour, they're producing like maybe one lead a day versus the people you're paying six twenty five an hour. The chances are they have the skills already. Like they know right. what they're worth and you know, you're, you're getting, they'll, they'll produce you the 100 leads a month or whatever, dude. Like right. three leads. Yeah. So I, there was something that, okay. Josh has a mastermind. He runs a wholesaling mastermind. Um, I was in his first one. He did, a, uh, I can't remember a year or so ago, maybe yeah. a little bit longer. Um, right now we're flipping. So I haven't jumped into his new one that he has, but um, 
there was something he taught us a while back and it was um, something about bringing in leads. And I want you, you're going to say this better than I, than I am, but how yeah. many leads should people be bringing in every day? I remember you told us a number to shoot for, yeah. for beginning, for beginning wholesalers. What would you say um, people that they should shoot for in leads on a daily basis? I think if you can generate three leads a day, you'll at least close one deal a month. Gotcha. Yeah. And I knew it was somewhere around there. And I remember that it was all about bringing in that in influx of leads, right? Bringing in as much as you can. I love what, cause you, you run a data company now. And so we'll jump yeah. into that in just a few minutes. We'll talk about, talk about data and how important it is. Um, but for everybody that's listening, um, what would be for a beginner that's listening to this? Cause I have several people in our real estate community. A lot of people that are listening to this right now, they're, they're new to wholesaling. They're new to real right. estate. How would you say they can bring in those leads? Ooh, that's tough, man. Cause the, like, the game always changes, right? Like the game always changes. Cause four years ago, cold calling, what the way to make money. Then like, then it became like direct mail. Then it became like bandit sign. Then it became like PPC. Then it became texting. You know, like the game is always changing and different things work in different markets. For me, like I use ringless voicemail. It's basically whenever um, you uh, like leave a voicemail on someone's phone, they see the notification that, oh, the person left a voicemail and say it's like, oh, sorry, I couldn't get to you. I will call them because um, I bought a few houses in Louisville, Kentucky. I was just wondering if uh, you were interested in selling that house or any houses you may own in the surrounding area. Please give me a call back, right? They'll see that without their phone ever ringing. So like, that's what I personally do now. And like, you, uh, man, dude, I kind of want to add the intermediate stuff, bro. Like, you know, both for if that's, if that's okay. Yeah, add, add in anything you want, man. Anything you feel. So like the thing about wholesaling that most people got to realize, like you make that next shift whenever you start from going like, oh, I, I'm not in the real estate business. I'm in the marketing business. And so like right now, like we send out 1.2 million RVMs per month. Mm. that cost us about 2500 a month like where like we we leave that voicemail in 1.2 million people's phone numbers every single month and like you know for us we're generating like maybe 7 to 15 leads per day from that like very solid leads and um when they call the number it's usually like um it's usually like press 1 for an offer on your house press 2 if you have an existing contract or press 3 to be removed from the list Mm. and um and then from there you know what every single business does like you you kind of want to copy all the top businesses and for us we're usually like sorry we're on we're currently on the line with another homeowner please leave your name phone number and property address and that tells us that they're very motivated in selling their right. house that so like you know like i so the thing is so i had a roommate in college his name dylan and he would tell me like josh like i'm a huge baseball fan i um like I, I always see these baseball bobbleheads and, um, and, and, and he's like, like every time I see this Facebook ad, I want to buy it. And then like, after he sees the uh, Facebook ad 12 times, he's like, I can't take it, bro. I just bought $90 worth of bobbleheads. They're coming in soon. <laughs> and I was like, I took that same theory, right? I was like, Did, does that work in the wholesale business? Like if you send a direct mail 12 times, if you send, because like one more beginners, bro, like we, we just, we just want to send to like we want to send write a letter one time to the homeowner but what if you wrote a letter one time once a month because the thing is like if they own a vacant house and you're sending them a letter like people just don't want to take action they're having a bad day they get up a bad out of bed they're like i know i should sell the thing but i'm, I'm a lazy guy 
you know, like I don't, I don't want to like call the right. person or like contact the person at all. And then they just throw it away. But if you just did it like 12 months straight, cause the thing is I would send out 1.2 million RVM close sick deal to the same exact phone numbers. I would send another voicemail saying, Hey, I know you get, you didn't get in contact with me last month. Like it's me again. I just bought a few houses. I flipped one or two houses a month. I love contacting you. You know what I mean? Right. Like, please call me back if you're interested in selling your house. And so um, we sent out another voicemail, the same exact 1.2 million phone numbers. I'm in North Carolina, so we do our marketing in three different cities. And then like we would close another six deals. I was like, we didn't even change anything. We didn't change no list. We didn't change nothing. Let's see if it works on the third month. We did it on the third month. We closed another six deals. I we did it. it on the fifth month and then like you know over time it just it just gets a little bit lower but it's just consistent marketing well i love it so true and i can relate to that so much because we actually um i do a lot of driving for dollars i live in a very small town so i'll drive for dollars yeah. my dad knows a lot of people and i'm talking about a very small town so like there's some storage units i want for example and they, they look they look run down they're, they're bringing good and good cash flow for the owner and so i messaged him on facebook i found him messaged him he was like, no, I don't want to sell. I messaged him about four to six months later, said, hey, do you want to sell him? No. I messaged him again. And he said, you know what? I have other properties I would sell, but not that one yet. So, so it's, it's all about being consistent. And I've had that happen several times. There's some land we want, you know, and I, I found she lives in another state, found her on Facebook, messaged her. She said, no, not right now. Message six months later, no, not right now. Third time, she said, well, what's your offer? I made an offer. We're not, we haven't negotiated yet, but it's, it's all about being consistency and consistently active in making those offers and making those contacts. So dude, I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. It's powerful. And bro, here's the thing too, man. Like you don't have to, like for everyone just starting out, you don't have to negotiate like starting out, like for our first six to eight deals, we knew nothing about negotiating like they were just so deep in a problem whether the house with the stress whether like they're dealing with like any type of problem like the houses in my market they're like worth 120,000 we would just be like we'll pay you 30 grand for the house and they're like why 30 grand and then we would just be like well that's how much we got in the bank account right like that's how much our financial partner is giving us right and then so they'll be like we'll think about it the next day they call you they're like okay we'll do it you know 30 grand right. is fine and so like and a, another tip for people driving for dollars as beginners is so one thing that helps a lot like especially when you have no money driving for dollars is the number one to um with the close deals like max maxwell um you know like he's famous on youtube right like he his number one way to close deals in his market and he's like a big company now is driving for dollars that's the number one way to close but you got to do it right so like maybe you tested this and you drove for 300 different properties you write down like the name and addresses and then you get in contact with 120 of them the reason you can't get in contact with the rest of them is because they're vacant and so like if you just like in louisville kentucky if you were to just like drive for only vacant houses get out your car me and my wife do this right we we when, we're, when we were in north carolina we would drive around and then we would door knock 
the homeowner because because sometimes the homeowner will um, walk out the door to have and they're like, can we help you? And it's awkward, right? We're like, right. oh, we're looking for vacant houses. But then every once in a while, you knock on the door, no one answers. You look through the window, it looks trash. And then you knock on the next door neighbor and the next door neighbor will, will be like, that house been vacant for nine years. And you look up that property address on all of your vacant lists, you won't find it on any vacant list. You get in contact with them and then they'll be like, yeah, I want to sell. Almost like, I would say almost 70% of the time it works. And that's what I would do if like, you know, like if, if you just had no money, but gas money, wanted to get started, only drive for a vacant house, and it's going to be hard to find a homeowner. Like sometime, so we, we closed a deal recently, like a, a nine grand deal. Um, not recently, this was like six months ago when we were in the States. But like, um, but what, 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 what we did was we, um, we, we, um, we found a vacant house. We called up the homeowner and like no one answered, right? And then so like what we did was we drew a whiteboard. We drew the whiteboard of husband and wife. And then we drew like who are the husband's brothers and sisters, who are the wife's brothers and sisters, who are the children in this family? Because maybe something happened to the husband and wife. Maybe they recently died. You know, like maybe they haven't gone through the probate process. I learned it from a guy who worked 1.8 million. He did 1.8 million last year in wholesaling. And like, you know, that's who I learned it from. And then we contacted the kids and the kids literally was like, yeah, we don't. Um, so the, I think the house was worth 150. They were like, yeah. We, um, we don't know what we want to do um, with the property. Like our parents both died in a car crash. And we knew that because we couldn't get in contact with the homeowner at all. And this is a step that no big businesses are doing. And this becomes the biggest advantage of everybody. Like basically what I, was, I said was like, okay, well, you know, what about I come see the house? I'll make you guys an offer and worst case scenario, you guys can like say no, like you guys can decide to keep it in the family, whatever you want to do, but can I at least come see it? And they were like, absolutely. We sent a guy down there. We, you know, he took pictures, we saw it and we basically um, offered 60 grand for that 150 house. And they were, we were like at 20 grand for each of you. I know it's not a lot, but it's what we can pay. And they agreed. And that thing ended up being like an 18 grand deal. I love it. It's digging deeper than most people do, right? It's a lot of people, yeah. they would just, they stop because they can't get in contact with that house. But no, you go deeper and, and solve the problem for them, you know? Um, so yeah. I love it, man. I love it. So let's, let's transition to the data side. So you were okay. talking about your RVM. So everybody that doesn't know what RVM is, is ringless voicemail drop, like he said, right? So have you ever, I'm sure many of you guys have got this on your phone as a random voicemail pops up and you're like, what in the world? I didn't even receive a phone call, right? So that's what this is pretty much. Um, and so who do you target, right? You were talking about, um, sending, you know, 1.2 million out, you know, of those, but who do you target specifically? I know you own a data company, so let's talk a little bit about that. So I target anyone who's on the house for four years or more, like that basically it. like year built between 1900 and 2005, because that's the most distressed houses out there. And that gives us negotiation power because they can't put 20 to 30 grand worth of work. That's why they're willing to sell to us. And so anyone that's on a house for four years or more, the reason why is because we get a lot of properties where, you know, the people like you probably bought a house at auction, but like, you know, let's just say that person ran out of money on the flips. 
um, you know, it's just sitting there and they're losing money on the mortgage each month or whatever. But they bought that house for 40 grand and the house is worth 150. If we offer them 60, it's still a great deal for them. And so that's why we just target people that own a house four years or more. We, we love targeting everyone. So, right. Is there any others? Do you ever go more specific equity or anything like that? Cause 'cause when I owned a data company, bro, I learned that like most vacant lists out there are fake. Like if you were to go pull a vacant list from PropStream or pull a vacant from reww.com or vacant out data feed or usbs.com, right? Like what you'll find is that, um, it's that like if you drive to the first 10 houses, only one of one or two of them will be really vacant. Now, if you contact all 10 of them, you'll get a deal. But like for us, we're like, man, one out of every 10 houses are vacant. Anyways, the average person vacates their house after 12 years and they don't even sell with a realtor. And so knowing that man, like we were like, why don't we just target every single person that owns a house for four years or longer? Makes sense. Do you, what about equity? So let's get into that. Do you yeah. ever like, do you ever pull like an equity list? High equity? You need people to. That- so, so, so that, that's a great question. I forgot that that is what we pull too. So because in wholesaling, you need equity and motivation. And like, if you contact every single equity, so I learned it from a guy um, that was running like a, a $2 million a year wholesale business. And what he told me was like, Josh, there's 52 cards in a deck. You're looking for the four aces. If you get good at finding those four aces, those are your four deals a month, right? You're contacting like 52 vacant houses. You got to find the four aces, the people with the equity, then you're going to like do very well. And so um, we contact people that have 50 to 100% equity or unknown equity. Okay, gotcha. And I love yeah. why, why the unknown equity. I know why, but tell the audience why you target <laughs> unknown equity. Because whenever you're targeting unknown equity, chances are um, the property been transferred via what's called a quick claim deed. Basically, if they transfer their property via quick claim deed, you'll run into probate property, meaning that mom and dad died, kids who are 50 years old that no longer live in the same state inherit the house. So that's probate. Like you'll, you'll run into bankruptcy properties on unknown equity. And, you know, that's happening a lot right now, Michael, because, you know, people's businesses, they're paying $30,000 a month rent just, just to like keep their restaurants running. Right. And, you know, they, they need to sell that those 20 houses that they bought, you know, um, to build up like their rental portfolio from all that money they've been making from the restaurant. They need to sell that to keep the restaurant going because that's their bread and butter. Then you got a lot of divorce properties. Sometimes, unfortunately, people go to divorce. They need to sell their properties, things like that. Um, but basically, yeah, like contacting unknown equity, you'll find a lot of problems because it transferred via quick claim deed. Love it. So you you target people that have equity that's either unknown or fifty percent or more equity in their house. Is that right? Exactly. And then uh, four years or more that they've owned it. Love it. Exactly. Love it. Awesome, man. Um, so let's. Let's dive in real quick before we end this show. Let's dive into your hiring process. Because right now you have a streamlined system, a streamlined business. And I love it because not many people in this business do. Like there, there are literally probably 5 to 10% of people in this business that have, have it to where they're not actually working in, um, in the business. So, you know, what would be, if you were listening 
uh, or talking to somebody, you know, and they just said, Hey Josh, what would be the first hire I should make? Would that be a VA? Would it be like an acquisitions? Um, or is that tailored for each individual person that, you know, maybe they have different personalities. What's your guess bro? What, what should the first hire be? For me, I don't know. I would say a, a VA, a virtual assistant. No, never bro. The, your first hire because I got on the phone with Mark Evans, bro. And you know who that is, right? He yeah. like Mark Evans make 20 million a year in real estate. I got on the phone with him and he's like, the number one hire should be an assistant, right? Like even for you, Michael, like, you know, you got to keep track of the rehab, everything going on. Like if you right. can't make it the property, they can. And so an assistant, no matter what business you're in, should be your first hire. Right. So not necessarily a virtual assistant, but an assistant. Yeah. Well, it's funny and that you said that because actually oh, yeah, go ahead. reading... No, I was actually reading something the other day that was talking about the same thing. And I think it was, um, I may get this right. It was either Jeff Lerner. I don't know if you know Jeff Lerner um, or somebody else, but they were talking about the exact same thing about how assistant, you know, is what take, took their business to another level because then you could focus on what you're really good at and what you, you know, is what makes money for your business. So, um, yeah, so I'm guessing that was, that was one of the, one of the things you've implemented in your business. Exactly. And like in terms of knowing who's the right assistant, it takes time. Like you got to ask yourself, like, what's your personality? What are you weak at? Like, where, where do you suffer most? And like, for me, man, I hate waking up in the mornings, bro. So like, <laughs> so, so what does my assistant do? Like whenever we had 10 cold, so I, I've had an assistant for like over like maybe two years now, right? Like, like whenever I had 10 cold callers, she made sure all 10 cold callers were on Zoom at um at 8 a.m in the morning she made sure that all three acquisitions managers were on zoom at 3 a.m in the morning because we were in a virtual business you know and so like um so like basically what my day looked like was me and my wife we get to spend time together enjoy the day and then like you know by one o'clock p.m i can just check in for 30 minutes and then you know we're we're we're, we're we're going to the beach or something you know what i mean like that's that's what the business ends up looking like when you have I love it. And so at, at what point would you recommend people hire an assistant? Um, I would say after you hit your first $30,000 in saving from wholesaling or from flipping, it has to be from that. And that, that's my opinion. I love it. No, I love it, man. That's cool. So you, you, so you have a little bit of real estate data background now. Um, where can people go to find out about your, yourself, the mastermind you run, everything, right? The data, company what, what's that contact information look like for you instagram is the best way to reach me they can just reach me at josh chan 22 they can just go on your uh followers list <laughs> and then just type in josh chan yeah i'll actually put a link below too so josh chan 22 on instagram yeah he's he very responsive too so uh, make sure you send him a message just connect with him and let him know that uh you came from the podcast as well so um, but yeah, man, any last words? Let's, let's ask this. So outside of your real estate company, right? I always like to ask yeah. this question just to pick people's brain outside of people, your real estate company, your businesses, what's another hobby that you enjoy outside of real estate? Uh, I Something think else just you're like, passionate about. I, I think just exploring, um, like me, me and my wife, we love like doing a, a bunch of mindset stuff. So like, um, we, we rented a Porsche for six months, you know, that was an experiment, right? Like we, we went to Paris for two weeks that, that was an experiment. Like we, we just love like trying to take our brain to like, like our mindset to the next level. Cause the thing is like, 
if you don't like people say they they want the um they they want the car right like you know like the dream car that cost two hundred fifty thousand why not rent it for one day for one thousand bucks you know what I mean because then you open your mind to see like oh like you gotta like train your mindset like oh this is possible this is mine it's already mine i just haven't got the money to pay for it yet. you know what i right. mean and then once you just reverse engineer then you have it like me and my wife we traveled but we traveled on a small scale before we traveled on a big scale this year we spent 16 grand on traveling you know that's 10 percent. like we don't we don't calculate like what percent we should do for traveling but we traveled on a small scale like if if we're like let's go to the beach today you know, we'll go to the beach today. Let, let's take a two hour flight. We'll go on a two hour flight. I know Corona going on, that's complicated. But you know, as soon as Corona is over, we'll take, a, we'll take a trip to Greece. We'll take a trip to Santorini. Right, I love it, man. That's cool. Open in your mindset through um, different experiences. I love that. And it's, yeah, and it's cool because you have to be intentionally, um, intentional about positioning yourself. I feel like that's what you all do, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I love it, man. Well, Josh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Make sure you guys follow him on Instagram. Um, You know, the links below. So make sure you just go on there. He has a lot of great content. And like I said, he runs a mastermind, has some data that you guys can pull. And um, I hope you guys get connected with this guy. So if you guys like today's episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. Um, Just leave us a two sentence review, letting us know what you pulled from this podcast. That would mean so much to us. And uh, you know what? We're going to have many more of these podcast episodes. You know how it is. Every Tuesday, um, these are released at 6 a.m. in the morning, Eastern Standard Time for you all to tune in live. So God bless you guys, Josh. Have a great day, brother. And Thank you, brother. we'll see you soon.